your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 365 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And we got a very special treat for you guys here today. I'm going to be joined in just a second by Five Points Vids from YouTube. He has a great channel, really covers uh, basically every major sport and even some not-so-major sports. He really does it all. Some really funny videos, some really informative videos as well. I'm a big fan of his uh, stadium series. He looks at, you know, weird baseball fields or odd-shaped professional sports stadiums or arenas or whatever it might be, but you can find a whole smorgasbord of, uh, you know, entertaining sports videos on his YouTube channel, but he's going to join us in just a second here. We're going to be talking about the Rangers. He's also a passionate Ranger fan, as you will find out in just a second here. Uh, we talked for quite a while, so we're going to split the interview into two parts. Right now, going to be part one of our interview with Five Points Vids, talking all the drama from this past Ranger season, the Ranger quest for a new head coach, the debacle with Tom Wilson, and basically anything else that happened to pop into our heads while we were uh, recording this interview here. So uh, definitely excited about this, and uh, hope you'll enjoy the interview. All right, and so with no further ado, let's go ahead and welcome in our very special guest today. Joining me now is Five Points Vids. How are we doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. It's summertime. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to have a good old summer. Absolutely. Cannot wait for it. Can't wait to get back into, you know, some baseball stadiums, get back to live sports and all that fun stuff. But, you know, I figure uh, we might as well dive into what was obviously a really weird, bizarre Rangers season. I mean, I don't even know where to start with all this, but we might as well talk a little bit about, you know, what the Rangers are doing right now. And that's looking for a new head coach. I mean, is there anyone that you would like to see them hire? Is there anyone you want them to stay away from? Any thoughts on uh, the Ranger coaching search here uh, in the offseason? You know, the name that I hear the most is Gallant, which yeah. I would absolutely be fine with. I think really what undid David Quinn was that we really didn't have like a system, you know, like I, I looked at the team and we were fun. We got up and down the ice and we scored, but it's really enviable to see a guy like Trotz come in and actually put in a system and the buyer and the players buy into it. And I'm hoping that whoever the coach is does that and that we can play, we can accentuate our strengths as a team. But really, I mean, who knows what could happen in the next couple of weeks here? You know, uh, Mike Sullivan could be available <laughs> pretty quickly yeah. here after that debacle in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'd be fine with, with either Gallant or Sullivan, but it, who knows? And I was actually talking to my buddy Steve, uh, you know, uh, Tree. I, I, you know who would actually fit on as the coach of this team, which will never happen again. But Vigneault's system would actually work pretty well with the personnel that they have. I know that that's not going to happen, but he's the yeah. right type of coach possibly for this team. But as a loyal Ranger fan, I'm just going to trust whatever the guy's 
in the in the big office do and what Chris Drury wants to do, but we know that what that's gotten us in the last five years. So we'll just have to sit back and hope for the best, really. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, you mentioned AV. I feel like Ranger fans were a little bit too tough on him. I mean, let's be fair here. The Rangers twice in the playoffs came back from a 3-1 to series deficit with AV leading the way. And, of course, you know, they went back to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time in 20 seasons. So I think he gets a little bit of a bad deal from Ranger fans every now and then. But um, speaking of former Ranger coaches who might be in the mix, I got to at least ask you about John Tortorella. I mean, I've been lukewarm to this idea at best. But, I mean, do you have any thoughts on it? Do you have any interest in John Tortorella coming back? Is it something that you could see happening? Yeah, you know, I forgot about I, – I wanted to avoid him so much I forgot about him. Like, <laughs> there that's, it is. That, that's where this team really does not need Tortorella. The, these players are really young and developing, for one. You got Laugh and you got Kako. Guys that – I don't know what their psyche is in the locker room. I'm not – that close to the team but to me I don't think a John Tortorella needs to come in and start you know really being tough on those kids they need to develop and follow their own arches and the and the second thing is this team is not built to jump in into shot lanes and put their faces on the line and play that type of hockey and really stubborn John Tortorella hockey I just don't I love his I love what he did for the Rangers and and I love what he did for Columbus, a team that needed John Tortorella, but I don't think that this Rangers team, the way that the roster is constructed needs, uh, needs towards. I personally, I, I love him. You know. Oh yeah. So I mean, he's, he, no, he's, he's very entertaining. I mean, he's always good for a, a nice soundbite or two. And, you know, I mean, there's never a dull moment at one of his press conferences, but, um, to actually just back up for a second, I mean, did you were you okay with the Rangers firing Quinn and JD and Jeff Gorton? I mean, I, I've been saying on here that, you know, I, I kind of thought all three of them deserved at least one more season. Obviously, it's not going to be happening now, but any thoughts on uh, those guys, you know, getting getting the access offseason? Quinn, I wasn't surprised because in today's NHL, you know, you got guys that are leading their division and getting fired for it. Like, yeah. it's, it's the, the precedent has been set that your job as a coach is always on the line. Even I'm surprised that they haven't fired a coach during the playoffs now, the way that the trend is going. But to see Gordon, who has been a wizard, the last, in my opinion, the, the last, you know, his body of work of getting guys under the cap, maybe Shattenkirk was a bad deal. But to me, Gordon has done a great job. I think both of them, Davidson and Gordon, did a great job. So for them to be shown the door in really just sort of bizarre circumstances, maybe just bizarre timing, but I thought that, yeah, they needed at least another year to see this plan through. You know, it it looks like the last piece of the puzzle is start adding some defensive depth. And honestly – if this was a full 82-game season, I've, with the proper division alignment, I believe that the Rangers were a playoff team. You yep. can't tell me that they're not better than the Panthers, okay, or that they weren't a better team than some of the teams that uh, sort of snuck in to the playoffs. But, you know, I, I was, again, shocked that the front office, which would, probably would get the least of a fan's ire, was shown the door quickly. 
Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I think, um, and in fact, you know, I know the Rangers, they ended up losing five out of their last six games. But before that, I think like the Eastern Division or whatever their division's called this year, I think that was the only division that the Rangers weren't like in playoff position until that last six game stretch there. So uh, to your point, yeah, I think the Rangers probably would have been a playoff team in, in just about every other division. Yeah, and having to play the Isles and the Bruins and yep. these really good teams all the time, really, you know, and I'm not trying to blame the scheduling. You know, they, they had to play who was in front of them, and the Isles were just better than the Rangers. Every time I saw them skate against the Isles, I was like, oh, here comes another 4 nothing loss. Um, <laughs> but in a normal season, you get to go out west. You know, you get to play the teams that you should beat, and those accumulate in points, and – they're enough to squeak into the playoffs and maybe you get it together and, and you figure some things out in an 82 game season. So to me, the roster is a playoff roster. And I could, I could be just completely off and other experts might find me crazy, but to me, I thought that the roster was at least closer to the playoffs than the standings would indicate. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. To just kind of change gears a little bit here, I wanted to get your thought. I mean, obviously, this happened months ago now. It feels like it happened years ago, but the whole uh, Tony D'Angelo situation, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think he gets another chance in this league? I mean, would Seattle even maybe roll the dice and take him in the expansion draft? I mean, any, any thoughts there? I don't think that's going to be a cultural fit. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. Market. Probably not. It's, yeah. it's just shocking that a guy, he, he must be really abrasive off the ice because he's obviously talented. And there must be something where he's grading with teammates where other teams are like, mm, I don't know if this guy's talent is worth bringing him in. I think maybe uh, if a team gets really desperate, he, he should be play- – he's so talented. But some guys aren't worth that level of drama, and it's not about their talent or what they say on social media or what they do. You know, there's, there's numerous incidents of D'Angelo, you know, grading with teammates and then after he was sent off you know being made fun of for that as well so he must have left a very negative impression on the on the rangers and um yeah that 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 must be echoing out throughout the nhl because the guy can play and for a team that was as desperate for defensive help as the rangers for them to just cut him out right uh it 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 must be volume to his volumes to his character yeah, it was crazy, and it, it kind of um, just set the stage for all the chaos that was going to happen this season. Speaking of chaos, I mean, I got to get your thoughts on everything that happened with Tom Wilson late in the season. You know, all the nonsense that he pulled on the ice, and then 
the NHL really drops the ball. They fine him $5,000. They don't suspend him. And of course, uh, we just get um, basically a WWE Royal Rumble the next night, you know, when they're, they're playing the Capitals again. I mean, just your thoughts on that whole situation and, uh, you know, the NHL only finding him $5,000 for that. Yeah, I thought he should have been suspended, but yeah. uh, the it, it seemed like a more ratings-driven decision. Like, oh, ne- you know the saying in politics, never let a crisis go to waste. It seemed like the NHL was purposely doing this to get some attention on the NHL. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but that was the talk of, of Twitter and the talk of the media was how they mishandled this situation. And finally some attention was given to hockey and everyone tuned in for that next It's like, they kind of saw the situation, read the room and were like, all right, let's cash in on this. It might be the wrong thing to do for uh, the Rangers and discipline and the, the, health of you know uh, how players interact on the ice but it's the right thing to do in terms of clicks for the nhl now uh the one thing that really bothers me is caps fans just coming to the defense of the goonish behavior of tom wilson when really when we had tanner glass and he would do dumb things and and do (laughs) instigating things i could look at it objectively and say all right this guy's a goon He's acting like a jackass, but he's getting paid to do that. Um, I can't defend necessarily all his actions, especially when he goes for a big hit and, and commits it and lets and, and gives up a two-on-one. But Wilson and the Caps fans, it's just it's maddening for them to never just, in general, never admit that he's just a jerk and he does all these things that he doesn't need to do as a hockey player. And what's even more maddening is he's, he's highly skilled. He's, yeah. a, he's a great goal scorer. I would, you know, he's probably a player that I would, I would enjoy having on the Rangers minus all of the, you know, dirty hits and things that he doesn't need to do. Uh, and I thought that the brawl was also, you know, overstepping as well. That, but that's what Tom Wilson does. And um, I, I don't think it's defensible. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, it gets to the point with Capitals fans where I don't think there's anything that Tom Wilson could do at this point that would make them like even just admit that like, okay, maybe he was a little bit out of line here. Like Tom Wilson could take a baseball swing with his hockey stick at somebody's head and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's okay because that's just how he plays. That's old school hockey. He plays with an edge. And it's like, come on, man. Like at some point, like just be somewhat reasonable about this, you know? Yeah, and, and, you know, you see a bunch of rent-free memes and him hoisting the cup. You know, a lot of jerks have yeah. hoisted the cup. Let's, let's be honest uh, about that. And it, 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 hoisting the cup sometimes is more of a team situation. But I don't know. Uh, when, when Tom Wilson, when it's all said and done, uh, he's definitely not going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to the Hall of, of Jackasses for sure. <laughs> I think that needs to be your next video, man. We need a hall of jackasses five points minutes on uh, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Give me give me like a yeah. starting lineup for every sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rafi Torres will be in there. We put yep. Sorley in there. And oh, yeah. Brad Marchand. Who actually uh, personally, I don't know how I don't know how Brad Marchand invaded this podcast, but Bra- I I like Brad Marchand like in his sound bites and he just plays hard. He's obviously got small man syndrome and and uh, he, he wants to be disruptive out there. But his game is, is – it's a nice hockey game. Like, he, he, his, it's fun to watch him play, but he, just, he also does the extracurricular stuff that 
drives you crazy as a as an opposing fan for sure. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. He's tremendously skilled. I mean, you definitely have to give credit where it's due. I've definitely enjoyed kind of the side rivalry between, really, I mean, him and Lindgren, and then also between him and Buchnevich. And something that I said on this podcast last season, I don't know if you remember this, but there was an incident, excuse me, there was an incident where, you know, Lindgren, and I think it was Bergeron, there was a play stoppage. I think Georgiev was in net. He just froze the puck, the whistle. And, um, you know, Lindgren and Bergeron are just kind of pushing each other a little bit. Nothing serious. But Marchand then just viciously cross-checks Ryan Lindgren in the back and knocks him to the ice. And Buchnevich is there. And then Buchnevich, even harder, crosses Brad Marchand in the back, cross-checks him in the back, and um, knocks him to the ice. And I was was only half-joking when I said, at that moment, man, Pavel Buchnevich just became my favorite player in the NHL. I'm loving Buchnevich every day. Like, I hope yep. that we can keep him out there. I think he's good for the development of other players. He's developing on the proper arch that he should. And uh, every time he takes the ice, I'm very glad that he's a New York Ranger. And um, hopefully he continues to be um, on the squad because his game is just awesome love how and his toughness they they need to that's the one thing that it really kind of ex, was exposed in the whole incident with wilson is we do need somebody that's out there that to protect the highly skilled players like kako and lafreniere and and boots you know yeah he's trying his hardest to be that guy and um you know it's it's there's definitely a vacuum there for someone that can push some other players around for sure yeah, we definitely could stand to add a little bit of grit. I would definitely agree with that. Um, and, you know, of course, Brennan Smith, he was kind of the de facto enforcer for the Rangers during that whole Tom Wilson nonsense. And he, of course, ends up being the one to have to fight Wilson. Um, but, I mean, would you first kind of a two parter here? Would you bring back Brennan Smith? And also, uh, do you think we could see like the role of the enforcer kind of return? Because, you know, Tom Wilson, the stuff that he pulls on a night in and night out basis, part of the reason he gets away with it is I think because there aren't really that many enforcers around the league and he doesn't really have to be afraid of, you know, having to fight somebody his size and of his fighting abilities. So any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, I, I would love, <laughs> I, I deal with this in my mind being an older hockey fan, like the old school mentality of revenge and, and hitting people and throwing the gloves like that part of that has to go away because of concussions and guys like, you know, Derek Bugard and, and, you know, Scott Hartnell, whose, whose face looks like, um, like it's been rearranged so many times because he's just, his job was to fight other people, you know, and, and, the, and the repercussions of that is, is frightening. But at the same time, you need at least to be a, a strong, silent defender where you can push people around and make 
others know that, hey, that's not going to happen when you're on the frozen pond. Like, you're, you come into New York, you're not, you're not going to push us around in our house. And so I would love to see that. And Brendan Smith, unfortunately, is not that guy. Um, yeah. You know, he goes out and challenges Tom Wilson, and he's the best guy that we can put out there, and he kind of gets his, his butt kicked on the ice. And that's, that's it. I'm not saying that that's anything wrong. Like, Brendan Smith has more uh, cojones than I'll ever have to go on and fight <laughs> a big man like um, Tom Wilson. But at the same time, his negatives don't really – like, when you see that Brendan – you have to rely on him as a top four D man – and sometimes rotate him in a, at forward, it's like, mm, I don't know if this is the solution. Uh, and, and really when defense is a problem and Smith isn't really known as a, a skilled defender, it's, um, it's kind of frustrating that uh, he was eat, out there eating up minutes when really though the problem is we don't have anybody else. And then Truba's injured and he's supposed to be that type of guy out there and he's, he's not out there. So, and then when you're forced to, throw Brendan Smith in the lineup, you know, you saw the results of that, which was a pretty porous deep for the whole season. Something else I wanted to ask you about to kind of change gears here again. We just had, uh, you know, the 27-year anniversary of uh, the the guarantee from Mark Messier. And uh, it's funny because I was only seven years old when this happened, so I have, like, very <laughs> faint memories of, of that whole run there. But, I mean, I just wanted to ask you about it, man. I mean, do you remember, like, Messier making the guarantee and – you know, the the game six, he gets the hat trick, and then game seven, Matteau, Matteau, Matteau. I mean, just what are your uh, memories from that and, uh, you know, seeing the Rangers win the cup ultimately that season? Uh, you got to ask the old guy, old guy questions. <laughs> uh, I was 17 when that happened. I was a senior in high school. It was the most important thing in my life was that playoff run just because, you know, two years prior they win the President's Cup and they get bounced in the first uh, round and, and everyone was like, this is the year, this is the year. And then uh, we go down 3-2 to the Devils and a lot of people were burying the Rangers and Messier comes out and makes this guarantee. And I remember watching that game, we go down 2 nothing, and I'm like, oh boy, the, the, <laughs> the Devils were playing so good. We, you remember that team went on to win like how, two, three more cups, two, three cups of their own. Brodeur is yep. a rookie. And they are kicking our tails. And then Richter stands on his head, starts stopping some amazing shots. Like, and that's in an era where the pads look like, you know, catcher's mitt strapped to the goalie's legs. And Richter just starts making these incredible saves. And then Kovalev scores the goal to make it 2-1. And I was like, okay, here we go. And then Messier takes over from there. And then um, – that was amazing just to get it to game seven. And then the Mateau moment, people forget the, the devil scored with like 36 seconds left or something like we were, no, it was worse, man. It, there were seven yeah. seconds left. Yeah. I watched seven it the other seconds. day. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't remember. Like I was ready. I was like, finally, here we go. We're going to the finals. Cause everyone knew that Vancouver was not nearly as good as the devils and whoever won that series, was going to win the cup. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to the finals. And then that goal like just trickled in, I think, uh, uh, underneath. It was like between uh, Richter's like glove side and his pad, and it, and it like rolled in. It was the worst feeling I've ever felt uh, yeah. watching that puck go in. And then I was like, all right, overtime. Let's see what this team is made of. 
Uh, but you, you, in a moment like that, to blow, to be so close in your lifetime, you've seen that happen, and a team does not be able to recover from that. But that team was so special in the fact that they were like, all right, we took a, we took a punt, we're going to go back out, and we're going to win this game. And I remember I was watching it all by myself in my parents' room, and when I saw Mateau come around the ice and that puck just trickle in, I mean, it was the most innocuous-looking play, and, and it just sort of squeezed in there between Brodeur's legs. And I remember running around and jumping up and down. No one's <laughs> in my house. I'm 17 years old. No one knows the euphoria that I'm experiencing. But to, for me, it was great because I know that I'll remember that forever, just not even having anyone around and, and celebrating that way. It was, it was just a great moment. Yeah, I feel like that's almost like the ideal age. Like high school, college, those are like the best years to be a sports fan. And if your team, if you're lucky enough to see your team win a championship or have a moment like that when you're about that age, man, it's just awesome. I mean, you're running around all over the place. And if you're in college, you're probably going to end up uh, having a few adult sodas that night. And, you know, it's just it's just a great time. And, you know, just what an amazing moment. And the other the, the kind of joke that I made on my show the other day talking about this a little bit was that, um, you know, Messier obviously guarantees that win and then he ends up getting the natural hat trick in game six and I said that like if you submitted that to Hollywood you know they might think that like that's jumping the shark a little too much because like that's really going overboard with it I mean like you can't make this stuff up man I mean you cannot script something like that it really is one of the most amazing uh performances really in sports history I would argue yeah and the goals too like one of the goals was just all him he just came yeah. up the right side and he did that patented you know, get around the defender and the wrist a laser right by Brodeur. And that one, what I, what I think that took the lead. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this guy is something else. And then when he scored the empty netter, I was like, okay, if we lose game seven, then this is going to be the biggest injustice ever because this is one of the best teams I've ever seen. For them to survive that. And, oh, uh, to, to further the and bring this memory into the future, so two years ago, I got to go to spring, spring training. I got to meet Howie Rose and thank him for that call. It was really uh, oh, that's so cool. surreal. Yeah, that I just walked up. I, I saw him on the field, and I was just like, hey, uh, I thank you for all the great calls. Because I, I didn't want to be like a fanboy. I just wanted to thank him for all the listening pleasure that he has provided uh, us uh, fans. And I just said, hey, you know, thanks for all the great calls. And Mateau was my favorite. And he just was, he was so nice about it. He's like, hey, what's your name? You know, thank you so much. And then he had to go run off. But, you know, it was, I was just glad that I got to thank him for that. All right. So once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Five Points Vids for joining the podcast here. And a huge thanks to you guys as well for tuning into the Locked On New York Ranger podcast, your team every day. And I should also make mention of the fact that I'm actually going to be on vacation this upcoming week here. So we're going to get you guys uh, three episodes. That's the goal. I believe I'll be able to get three and just have them go live on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So it'll be three new episodes next week rather than the uh, usual five. And obviously, if the Rangers hire a new head coach sometime next week. I mean, I don't think that'll happen, but I guess with the Rangers, you never really know what's going to happen next, so it can't be ruled out either. But obviously, you know, all the episodes are going to be pre-recorded. I won't be able to talk about that next week, but the following week, you know, we'll obviously dive back into that or whatever other news uh, happens to pop up. 
regarding the New York Rangers. But yeah, that's going to be it for today. Once again, part two of our interview with Five Points Viz will be dropping at midnight, Monday night, going into Tuesday night, and then we'll have another couple of episodes next week as well. But yeah, that's going to do it for today. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.